You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. Welcome to the Orange is the New Black podcast. I'm your host, Ace Boogie, joined by my co-host, Zim. Zim, say what's up. Hello, world. We got a special, special one for you today. I hate when I say sometimes I'll say, man, we got a special show for you. And maybe it's not as crazy as I think it's going to be or whatever. (laughs) This is super, super special. We have none other than the coach, Coach Jimmy Burrow, here with us this afternoon for a lunchtime special. Coach Burrow, how are you doing this evening? Talk to the people. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. We had fun the other night in the stands, didn't we? Yes, sir. I told somebody after the after the game, I said, "Man, what are the chances that I'm sitting two rows behind Coach Burrow?" That was uh, that was fun to to meet you and to hang out. We were all super excited, and uh, uh, what what a day that was! Man, what a day! What a day! <laughs> I I think ten days from now we're going to be talking about a different what a day. How do you? We're feel? excited and and uh, uh, can't wait to get there. You know, a lot of hard work, I'm sure, for the Bengals, but uh, I think they started back today doing some things, and uh, they'll be ready. They'll, Zach will have them ready. Definitely, definitely. Just kicking things off, Mr. Burrow, when did you know that your son Joe was just going to be special? Well, that's that's a tough one. I mean, they were doing shotgun things in, like, third and fourth grade, so I'm going, this is pretty, pretty cool that, you know, normally at that age, you're getting in a under center and you hand it off, but they were putting him in shotgun. So I'm thinking, yeah, you know, he might be a pretty good quarterback, but we thought he was going to be a basketball player initially because of his, his body build. And he was a heck of a basketball player. He played on a travel team eventually out of Chillicothe. And, uh, but the 10th grade, uh, when he, when he became the Athens high uh, quarterback and, and uh, they put in the spread, uh, the no huddle, and, and he's able to run up and down the field basically uh, 
the next three years with a with a whole uh, group of really good athletes. It's kind of the, it was kind of the perfect storm, similar to LSU, and that that class had had all kind of guys about four or so played Division One football at a you know we're a smaller class. So, uh, but that year sophomore we won a playoff game for I think Athens first time, and he threw for a ton of yards, and it just seemed like he. He had a great feel for the spread, and and you know you're watching college football. I was a part of it. Uh, I know how how uh, hard it is to to find a quarterback that can do that sort of thing. And so I, I thought maybe he had a chance at least to play Division One football at the at that time. Never, you know, did I say, hey, I know this this guy is going to be in the NFL. Maybe until till LSU, I guess. Um, I think just to kind of piggyback off of what Ace was saying, too, let me ask you another question. Sometimes we get a bit of what I call like rage, uh, where where something really, really, you know, incredible happened. And then we finally get to see the fire from Joe. Like, and, you know, like ah, I remember like that 49ers game. Like that's like, that's one of my favorite Joe Burrow games. Right. Early on, did you have some moments where he you might have had to talk to him and just say, hey, look, you got to kind of calm it down. Or was he always like somebody that had just this contained fireball and just know when to kick it in? Yeah, he, he was just always under control. I mean, he was he was cool and confident. I mean, he won some games with free throws uh, at the end of the game and and uh, in basketball. That was very young. He, he had the composure to. To step up to the line and 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 take care of that, he hit home runs in uh, uh, little league baseball and and travel baseball at, at really uh, the most opportune times late late in the game and we we needed a a, a couple of runs and uh, never too high never too low uh, had a lot of fun with his teammates that's kind of been his thing that's why he played multiple sports but his his calmness and composure is really really been like that uh, for, for, for the most part. Maybe at Ohio State in a few scrimmages uh, that got so competitive that you might might uh, might have seen him, uh, you know, join with some of the some of those defensive guys over there at Ohio State. But for the most part, straight, straight arrow, uh, not too high, not too low. Definitely, definitely. So one game that I want to talk about in specific is is the 525 game. What were just your thoughts on that game? Because we kind of heard some chirping from the defense coordinator before the game, and it kind of seemed like Joe just kind of made an appoint with his play on the field that day. Um, that was a historic day for Joe. Yeah, he, he seems to – he doesn't get on social media, but but he hears things and uh, and he knows what's said. I'm sure that was brought up. Uh, he doesn't He doesn't really go in the game – bragging that he's going to do something but uh there's there's a lot of things uh over the years that he that uh gives him fuel for the fire and 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 he he plays with a chip on his shoulder and that goes all the way back to uh you know our our playoff run in high school small school people said we couldn't get to the the championship and and uh uh, you know we were playing st vincent st mary and and people like that we we got through it the ohio state that he had to eventually leave he used that as a chip on his shoulder uh you know going to going to lsu and everybody said well they're, they they can't do it they've never had a quarterback so all those things even you go back to the elite 11 in columbus i can promise you he knows exactly who uh, the people were that 
didn't get him to the second round. He didn't even make it to the second round in the Elite 11 in, in Columbus. So that all adds up to, in, in Joe's mind, uh, to put a chip on his shoulder, and he, he wants to prove everybody wrong. So I think he had a little smile on his face after that, that big game against uh, Baltimore. But he also knows we have to play those guys two times every year, right? <laughs> For sure. On, on that game, you know, one thing I think I, I think idiots like me on the internet, like we get caught up in the stuff that Joe doesn't. And, you know, like I don't know if you saw this one that I, I really, really took kind of personal. I think it's like guys like Bart Scott that spoke out after that and just like, yeah, he doesn't understand. Like we got a bounty on this guy, like, you know, like every single year or whatever like that. Does Joe see stupid stuff like that, too? Or is that like even a, a part of his thought process? No, he doesn't say that. But but I did. And I saved right. it. So, uh, right. Uh, I mean, I thought that was uh, a little over the top. Me and, too. Uh, right. I, I don't know the guy, and and uh, you know, but you, you're free to to speak as you as you think, I guess, and as you as you want to. But uh, uh, I, I don't think Joe pays attention to that. But uh, but you uh, surely I, did. I, I heard it, and and uh, I, I thought uh, that was a little too much. But yeah, it is what it that, is. Right. When, when he not professional, yeah. All, when he said that, I thought about immediately, like, like you know, like this is football, and you know, like families and all these different things are like kind of intertwined with this, and that was one I didn't really appreciate at all myself. So I just always think about like you know, like what's going around and yeah. what will prompt somebody, it, and, and I think it's just fueled by fear or something like that of the of your son being really really good. So well, I don't know. I, I mean, there's there's. You know, for the most part, the media has always been been really good to, to Joe, to our family. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, there's been criticism over the years, uh, but that's that's OK. And uh, uh, as long as it doesn't get personal, then then uh, we're, we're good with just about anything. And I, I hear more of it than 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 Joe. I, I uh, you know, occasionally I'll I'll text him something, but. He never responds, so uh, I, I know he, <laughs> he doesn't respond. But that's right. not that's not that unusual during the course of the, the game week. We don't have a lot of communication, for sure. So for for me, I feel like one of Joe's uh, elite like abilities is to be able to go down and, and break down film and sit with Chase and do things like that. Obviously, I feel like he had to kind of learn that from you. Like, as a coach, what has Joe learned from you to take his IQ just to a whole other level? Well, I never wanted uh, our – and we didn't watch a whole – a ton of film every every week, every every hour, that sort of thing. But some of the games I didn't see, uh, I've been growing up and, and maybe even high school. So if I got home on a Thursday night, I, I might say, hey, do you want to watch some film? And uh, and, and we'd watch watch it uh, in the during the playoff season uh, i might watch his opponent with him occasionally and and just see what they were doing in the in the back end so but i never wanted to be uh, one of those parents that every time you wanted to to do something like that that joe uh, thought it was a chore kind of to right. watch film with his dad and oh, oh my god here comes my coach dad wanting to rip me again about some things so we made it fun and, and only when he wanted to but also from watching you know, when your family's uh, in one of your family is, is a coach, you kind of gravitate to watch those that, that position maybe that your your dad is coaching. So he went to so many games uh, and and uh, was watching. You know, my guys, my my secondary, my safeties, my defense when I was the coordinator, and 
I think that's where he picked up a lot. And, and he had coaches that, that did a great job. He has a ability to, to, to listen to, to what the coaches have to say, to watch film pretty much on his own with the coaches sometimes and process all that. And yeah, I'd like to say that all comes from, from, from me teaching him all that, but uh, maybe I had a little part of that, but, but he's, uh, there's a lot of other people that had more to do with that than me. I'm going to be, I'm going to just go out on a limb and say this too, because I got a chance to hang out with you a little bit. I walked home and when I went home, I told my wife, I said, I just met Joe Burrow's twin because <laughs> I swear, because, because, you know, the, like this kind of snarkiness that people, some people, you know, appreciate some people don't like this, this confidence it, that some people sometimes get confused for arrogance or whatever. You a hundred percent gave me every, all of that when we, when we were chopping it up, just talking a little bit of football and stuff. And, and, and I even think, you know, your wife too, I think, you know, like she's confident as well. So I think sometimes people get that confused with, you know, like being overconfident or arrogance or whatever. Is that a key thing that you instilled in him? Like as he was growing up and instilling confidence well, in him? You know, I, I guess as a family, you, you, you choose uh, your, your family core values. And, and uh, one, one was always to respect everybody, treat everybody the same, to understand that some people you know, may not be as, as fortunate as, as you and, and, but to always, you know, treat, treat people, uh, as I said, the, the same with respect, uh, you know, be disciplined in, in, in what you do and, and be confident because, uh, uh, the more confidence you have to do something, then, then the better chance you're going to have to be successful at that. And so those are just, you know, small things. And, uh, you know, he was always a good athlete. So it, some of that just comes naturally from from being you know one of the better guys on on your team, but I don't think uh, we ever wanted him to be arrogant, and and we probably did uh, mention that sometimes. Is that uh, hey uh, you know you gotta you gotta be confident and and show respect, but uh, you you can't be out there uh, uh, you know talking smack and and uh, uh, b being disrespectful to to other teams and other players and and uh, other coaches. So. Uh, there was some of that we talked about, and and uh, uh, for the most part, over the years, you know, he's 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 been that way. So very little times have I said, "Oh man, he he doesn't he doesn't have confidence." Yes, the first time he ever went to, on a soccer field, that was his first competitive sport. He he stayed there with his hands in his pocket for about one whole practice, and I'm going, "My goodness, this guy might not be an athlete. He might not even like sports." And then by the second day, he's confident, running up down the field elbowing people and, uh, you know, being physical and scoring goals. So, uh, but really he's, he's always shown a lot of, a lot of confidence on and off the field. I think that's important. Yeah. I think the mistake about, about your son is just, you know, how confident he is and in, in the mental fortitude that he has. In it. And that's why I felt like, because I, I also do a show with uh, people around the AFC North and they were talking about with Joe's return, oh, he's going to have to mentally be ready. And I, I said, I was like, well, if that's, which what the hurdle is, I'm sure that he can overcome that with no problem. Can you just talk about like Joe's comeback and what his mindset was? Because yeah. I feel like he really um, rose the mindset of the team, just showing up to OTAs ahead of schedule, you know, fully suited, ready to go. Can you just talk about his mindset and in yeah. the return? Well, I, I think again, uh, chip on his shoulder because right away he, he kept hearing, uh, 
he might not be ready even for the, the season. Uh, he might not be ready till the middle of the season. Uh, uh, he might not be ready at the start of the season that there, you know, he possibly that he wouldn't be playing at a higher level, maybe to the second year. And he, he, he does hear things like that. So right away, he just from very early day two, three or four, he just says, I'm going to, I'm going to be, be ready uh, uh, for that first game. And so there's the confidence coming out again, but uh, you know, we went to California and, and had his surgery, a physical therapist out there, just did a great job. And then when we got back uh, to Cincinnati, uh, Nick Cosgrave took over the, the physical therapy uh, for, for the Bengals and along with their staff and just did an unbelievable uh, job. Joe's personal strength coach, Dak Noterstein, uh, you know, jumped in there with, uh, with the weightlifting uh, part of that. Um, and, and Joe has to be willing to, to put the work in for, for that to, you know, to happen. So uh, never missed a day. Uh, never wanted a day off. I'm sure there were days he, he wished uh, that he didn't have to do it and, and it was painful. But, uh, you know, he put forth the effort and, and had the willpower uh, to, to do it. And, you know, some some people, I, I'd say maybe uh, talk about his, his demeanor and his, his even kill and all that. I don't think anybody should ever take that as a, uh, as a sign of weakness or, or lack right. of intensity because right. – uh, he wants to succeed and, and he wants to win and, and uh, uh, as, as, as bad or as, as anybody I've ever seen. And I've been a coach for, for a long time and he's always just been very competitive in everything he, he does. Uh, there's legendary in uh, LSU about some of his ping pong battles. And I hear about <laughs> him playing chess over uh, yep. uh, at, the, at the stadium facility and he still plays video games with his um, you know, with his uh, old high school friends. and all oh, yeah. So he's always looking in his mind. He, he wants to compete, and, and it's something he, he, he does in a lot of different ways. Um, let me – I want us to take it back to the to the rehab process and stuff. So we're, okay. it's, it's kind of like a two-part question or whatever. Initially, um, I think because of maybe a little bit of the misfortunes of Cincinnati Bengals fans or or what have you, there was a lot of discussion about him sitting for the whole entire year. I know that the injury probably initially as his father probably hit pretty hard. Was that a thought that you entertained or something that you thought that maybe, Hey, like Joe, you know, this is the NFL. Like maybe you, you need to like slow it down. You got a long career ahead of you. Yeah. I think that's, that's, you know, as, as a dad, uh, part of that, you, you just didn't want him to, to, to go back out there when he wasn't ready. And so, you know, we had discussions about that, but, you know, we, we trusted the, uh, the guys with the Bengals to, to, uh, to make that decision. And, and along with Joe and, and uh, along with his uh, support staff over there, and you, you pretty much put that in their hands and nobody ever came to me and said, well, you think, think he should sit or you think he's ready or anything like that. I mean, uh, I just wanted to, to, in, in their minds over there to, to think he was he was ready to do it and and uh, they did a good job with that and they didn't put him out there uh, before he was ready right. uh, I'd say probably in that early part of the season he still maybe wasn't 100 percent I think I've seen him say that but he was he was never out there uh, when he shouldn't be and and uh, he never put himself in the, 
in a danger of, hey, I'm not ready enough to healthy enough to play and and uh, got got better really every every uh, week as far as the strength of his knee he uh he had a press conference i'll never forget it i saved it like in this folder or whatever it's the one time i think i've ever seen him probably have doubt he came to the press conference and said you know like i'm not really looking good not feeling good he was talking about how we should be maybe maybe we'd be worried if if i continue this path like that the the second part of my question was going to be with that being said, when you went, when we were approaching the NFL draft in April, was your, me and Ace had a thing on here. It was called Civil War, where we were talking about drafting an offensive lineman first round versus Jamar Chase. Was this something that you just were feeling like, okay, even if Joe is ready to play, I need to get my son the best protection of all time. I know, I know that you're going to be like, well, it's not, you know, like it's the Bengals decision, but tell me what you really truly felt. Were you thinking like, hey, I need to protect my son or I need to get him some more weapons so he can be successful. I think normally uh, as a dad and, and uh, as a coach, I would have leaned uh, toward uh, an offensive lineman, but that's if I didn't know how good a player Jamar Chase was. So uh, that changed uh, kind of my mindset because I, I knew how special of, of a, of a, receiver he would be, uh, how, how tough he was, how fast he was. And, and I knew that Joe in his mind, uh, wanted, wanted him to uh, draft Jamar and, and, uh, felt that Jamar would, would add, you know, so much to, uh, to a, uh, to their football team. And, and I, I agreed. I mean, I, I watched him play for two years, 15 games in person the, the, the last year at LSU and, and and I just knew he could he could change he could change the, the outcome of, of a game, you know, by himself. And and you've seen that throughout the year. No, that's that's facts. Uh one thing that I wanted to to say, Jimmy, was I wanted to thank you on behalf of Hootay Nation um in twenty twenty when there was a lot of people saying, you know, Joe should go somewhere else. You were very vocal that um he had no problem with playing for yeah. Cincinnati. What were just your thoughts like when the media was kind of trying to push him into another direction? Well, it, it, you know, there was never any facts out there that, hey, Joe's mom or dad said said this or or Joe said this or or his agent said this. It, you know, so when it was out there, there was there was fake news, so to speak, at times. And anytime people would ask us, we would just say, uh you know, there's no truth to that. I mean, we we're we're fine with him playing with the Cincinnati Bengals, and for us as as parents, it's two and a half hours away, and, and we went to uh, the Super Bowl be our 21st game to go to uh, this year, which might not have even been possible if he'd have been drafted anywhere else. So for us, it was a perfect scenario. Joe, uh, again, looked at it as a challenge. Hey, I can go to my home state, uh, not very far from. From basically where I grew up, and have a chance to to, to make history, and and uh, uh, it, it's happened maybe faster than most people uh, felt it would. But you know, Joe's the least surprised of, of anybody because he he expected. But uh, the Bengals are where we wanted them to be, and and uh, you know we were very comfortable with with him being drafted by those guys. Um, just to take it to a lighter note a little bit, let me ask you this. Have you seen all of these nicknames that they've given your son? Like Joe Burr or, or, oh, yeah. 
Or Joe well, Shicey. I like seeing that stuff. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> if I said that to Joe, he'd just kind of give me the, the Joe look. Like, why do you look at all that stuff? <laughs> you know, so, a, they're going to name. They're going to put a burrito here in town. Burrito, I think. You see all that uh, that out there, but uh, you know, we're his mom and I, Robin. We're, we're just we like uh, people having having fun with it and. Right. and uh, Putting putting Joe out there, and and they understand that's what a lot of people uh, w- want to see. And you know, some of that, like this burrito that's going going into a place or two here in town. I think they're gonna you're gonna give like twenty percent to to the food pantry. And oh, nice, uh, right. So just about anybody, anytime anybody asks us for permission to do something, we kind of we kind of tie in in that and uh, uh, in the Athens food pantry. Yeah, the the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund in the last two weeks they've they've added fifty five thousand dollars to uh, to to that uh, uh, you know the, the food insecurity uh, here here in the area so things like that are great and the more publicity I think that Joe gets the more that that he can help out on things like that and we can help out. Well, let me ask you while you spe- while you were speaking on that just now, is there a site that some, that people can go to right now where they could donate if they wanted to for the yeah. app? If you just Google the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund, I think there's mm-hmm. a link there. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. I didn't know if there was like a faster way. Yeah, but you yeah, can get that's on that and, and, and do it, and then uh, uh, so you know that's a that's a fun thing, and you know eventually. Uh, Joe spent so much time this last offseason rehabilitating, but there'll be more things, uh, 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 you know, here in the next few years that, that Joe will get involved with for, for the for the for the city and the state and the community uh, over here in southeast Ohio. So, you know, we're looking forward to that. But but right now, this is this is a big thing here in, in southeast Ohio. I was I was gonna say with the nickname part, though, just to take it back. Once <laughs> out, out of all the nicknames, what's your favorite one? Well, that's a, uh, I don't know. I kind of like Jackpot Joey. Uh, Jackpot I Joey. <laughs> I don't know if that's somebody. I wore that. I wore a Jackpot Joey shirt yesterday. I don't know that's who came up strawberry with it. Ice, yeah. I don't know where it came from. We got a couple of hats. Somebody sent this. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Somebody said it might be a, a, a bar or, or, or a beer or something somewhere. So I, I don't know. But uh, my uh, that's kind of a cool one. Uh, you know, I Joe Montana. So you know, somebody said Joe Cool. So when they said, "Yeah, that's a there's 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 another Joe Cool." Well, you know, until you win Super Bowls, there's really only one. That's Joe Montana, but right. that's a pretty cool nickname too. No facts, facts. So shifting gears to the Super Bowl, what are you excited to to see with this upcoming matchup? Oh. It- Oh, you're gonna have to repeat that part. No. Oh, oh so yeah. shifting focus to the Super Bowl, uh, Jim. What are you looking forward to? I guess for uh, from the most part with this matchup between the Bengals and the Rams. Well, it, it all it all starts with uh, uh, protection, uh, it, and that's that's really every week at every level of football. We when uh, you, you throw the football, but you know we'll have a good plan to to block those guys. They're very strong uh, up front. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that uh, we're, we're uh, uh, we'll be able to run the football, which I, I'm, I'm confident that, that we will. And, and that, that always takes uh, uh, pressure off your, your passing game. And, and uh, 
And, and then, you know, I, being a, a defensive guy, I, I'm always anxious to see how Lou Anarumo attacks the offense, and, and he'll have a great uh, plan. They, they have a lot of explosive guys on, on offense. And uh, so just looking at the chess match that's going back and forth uh, between the coordinators is going to be fun to watch. Facts. We're like uh, just talking about Lou Anarumo, I, I made like a meme or something earlier today, but – like, are you somewhat like, do you uh, watch a game like, you know, I, I sat right behind you or whatever, but do you come out like in second half and say, this is what I would do to the adjustments in this game? Like, th these guys are getting killed in the first. And then he comes out in a 3 1 7 and, yeah. and, and, and Jock's got eight back in the coverage. Are you like amazed at some of that stuff? Or do you sit there and say, shit, that's what I would have called? I'm probably a little more wrapped up in the, in the dad thing at that point, but, uh, I do watch the lose defense, and and I did notice that that we were dropping eight, and and it was being effective. And I did notice that that we were uh, uh, we had a spy in that drop eight. Uh, I think it might have been usually uh, Sam Hubbard, and uh, and I I did notice that we were starting to be able to cover those guys man to man uh, uh, better than what most people would have would have given us credit for. So. I, 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 I think I, I think his audio cut out. I think it oh, made it. Sorry. I, okay. I, had, I, so, I got the note. I got the note. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Yeah, hear you. yeah, we can hear you. Sometimes I think what happens is if somebody tries to call you or I know, yeah. I don't know how to keep that from that. But the anyway, only thing I do is like do not disturb uh, or something like that. that's the only uh, thing I know how to do. I don't know. So I, I got to know Lou when he was at Purdue uh, through a, through a, a former teammate of mine at Nebraska and and. Uh, they hooked us up on the phone. They thought we had similar philosophies and, and thought, you know, we, we'd get a lot out of talking to each other. So we, we communicated for, for a bunch of years when he was in college and uh, lost a little contact when he went to NFL, but occasionally we would text and, and then, uh, you know, so happy that, that he, he was uh, there when, uh, when, when Joe got drafted and uh, you know, to me, he should, be up there for defensive coordinator of the year. I mean, we've improved so much uh, this past game. I mean, I've seen Joe an interview. He said, you know, the defense won that game for us. And, and there's been, uh, there's been several of those. And, uh, uh, you know, Joe, Lou, Lou does a great job and, and uh, they, they play, they play really, really hard. I mean, wow. th those guys the other day, uh, I'm, I'm surprised they were able to, to, to go get on the on the plane because uh, they left it on the foot field and and uh, you know that's 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 a credit to Lou and his uh, defensive staff. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, like even you were talking about Joe, like something like that was probably the most like Joe after the Titans game because that was the only game I don't think I've been at in a while and I watched it at home. I've never seen him look so relieved that we won a game or like, I think that's when he kissed Evan McPherson, like on his cheek and everything like that. <laughs> yeah. That was like the, he was very, I think I, that was the first time I think he said, I could see, he probably said, I didn't play my best ball. And I'm so glad that we got the heck up out of there. Yeah. Like, do, do you feel like he, you know, he left some meat on the bone and he threw for 350 in that game and people thought that's right. I mean, it's just a crazy game a, though. He's hard on himself and, 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 but, but he's, he's honest. And he gives credit where where credits due. I mean, he said he told me that that Tennessee defense was really really hard uh, uh, during the course of that game to to really figure them out to get anything going. So uh, 
he, he knows uh, football well enough to, to, to know that if you got a kicker and you got a defense and, and your offense may be struggling, you still got a great opportunity to win the game. You just can't turn the ball over and uh, you got to right. you got to take what they're going to give you. And I think Joe's normally pretty good at that. Facts, facts. Well, Jimmy, we appreciate you for coming through. We want to be respectful of your time. We know you got a busy schedule. Is there anything that you wanted to say to the fans before uh, we wrap up? Yeah, I mean, we we just are, are so happy of that uh, the Bengals. Man, his phone is on fire. <laughs> all right, all right, go ahead, go ahead finish right, your right. You know, we just like to thank all the the, the fans, uh, the Bengal fans, for supporting Joe, for supporting the the Bengals. Uh, Robin, his, his mom, and I are super excited to to be a part of the Bengal family, and uh, the future looks great. And uh, we're headed to the Super Bowl. I, that's it's still. I get chills uh, saying that, but we're headed to the Super Bowl. So. You, you, you definitely reminded me all night, uh, like you and your wife. For every time I saw y'all, you was like, "We're yes, going to the Super Bowl." But we're ten days away from the best, one of the greatest moments of your life, and I and I really truly believe that. We talked. You talked about supporting and stuff. I want to let you know about some good food in our area. I mean, in the area yes. that's right. There's a place called Midwest Best Barbecue who actually sponsor our show. Right. If it's in Loveland. If you ever get a chance, it's about 15 minutes from the stadium. Okay. I promise you to roll out the red carpet for you. Great barbecue, great food. I'm, I'm going to let them know that, hey, Jimmy Burrow's coming to town. Text, and text me the, that name and the, and the address, and we'll, we'll, we'll stop by there. Uh, when when we can, and maybe this spring when we're back over there. So I'll get that done. A hundred percent. I got you. I'm going to send it to you. You're going to love it. I'm from uh, Mississippi. I like barbecue now. Yeah, I, I know you do. I, read, <laughs> I, know, I know you like some good food and some barbecue. This place has the best wings and best barbecue, I think, in town. So right. I'm going to text you that info and make sure they take good care of you. Yeah. Right, I, yes. Thanks for having me on. I Thank really you. appreciate you. You got some right. big shows. What, what shows are you on this week? Who are you? Who are you uh, that, that, that was just a call from NBC. ESPN okay. is here tomorrow. We're on Fox News. I've been on three or four uh, Baton Rouge uh, stations, Nebraska Ooh. stations. I've been on uh, Montreal because I played in the CFL. I'm on a Vancouver one here at one one thirty. Montreal, Toronto. Uh, the, the Today Show has, has reached out. I haven't been able to get back to them yet. So <laughs> Goodness, I man. have to be on your show, bro. I'm about to say, here we go. And, 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 and then you went on the biggest show in the world, the Orange is the New Black Podcast. That's hey, right. I'm, close I'm, the I'm, I'm on yours now. So uh, I put everybody else on the, the back burner. So let's go. We appreciate that. We appreciate that. And Zim, <laughs> Zim, we got to end this with a yes. Thirsty. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> uh, never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.